0: this is josie brown with author provocateur in the second novel of the village of prim series the peculiar fate of holly banks novelist julie valerie turns up the heat in her satirical domestic comedy of a wife mother and aspiring filmmaker who clings to the pursuit of perfection only to have fate play with her plan at every turn Julie and I discuss her take on Ubermoms on the mission of giving their families a perfect life and the pitfalls that make that impossible, even in a community that prides itself on premier schools, perfect lawns, and the crowning glory of its topiary garden, a 40-foot peacock, peahen, that turns out to be the ideal example of what can go wrong, does go wrong.
1: Josie, thank you so much for talking with me about Holly Banks Full of angst. And The Peculiar Fate of Holly Banks, I really appreciate it. Hey, I love these books. I wouldn't
0: be talking about them if I didn't enjoy them. And I tell you, (laughs) since the first time I read that first page, I was like, oh, my God, my heart just started beating so quickly in my chest because I knew I just knew it was it was I I wanted to I wanted to delve into the story. And now I feel like I mean, I feel like I feel like I know her and it's not (laughs) just not just because I know you, but because now I know her, too, so. The thing I enjoy about a second book in a series is that people have just delved into the characters of the first book. And now you're giving them, you know, they they want a taste of more. They certainly want to follow these people through their lives. So tell me how in the second novel, which I, I adored tremendously... You know, I'm totally into uber moms on steroids, (laughs) particularly in the village of Prim. They're they're almost like it's the essence of if, uh, you know, Desperate Housewives and Game of
1: Thrones were combined.
0: That would be the (laughs) village of Prim.
1: (laughs) Perfect. I love that. Yeah, I was I was a huge fan of Desperate Housewives back in the day, and I think there's a void in the market for that kind of content. I really I would love to see another program like that come along. In the meantime, I've been having a wonderful time writing stories in the village of Prim. It's a special place to me. Oh, I can tell. It it comes through with every. Literally, I've
0: been just like savoring your wordplay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> because you have so much um, joy in. Writing the sentences, and I can tell you know, sort of like, oh wow, this is she's having fun with this, and i, I love I love her neighbors I mean i I kind of love hate her neighbors, let's put it that way, right. yes. but I think they're so well drawn, and I like that you picked up almost what a week later from where you started book one
1: yes, Book two is an aftermath book. it take it picks up about two weeks after what happened in book one. now they are. Standalone stories, so you don't have to read them in order. You can pick up book two. If I were, if I had my choice, I would pick up book one and then read book two. But you don't have to. Um, also, book two is kind of a study on humor writing. I did a deep dive into all the literary devices available to writing humor, such as parody, hyperbole, exaggeration, all kinds, satire. Um, all kinds of different tools for uh, humor. And so I was kind of studying different ways to tell a story through humor with the first book. The second book that just released is a little bit more serious. It has some questions about fate, destiny, and luck. Um, And there is an old artifact that is dug up by Holly's dog at the center of town that unleashes a decades-old mystery that involves many families in the village, pits the village of Prim against neighboring southern lakes, and also is tied to celestial objects. I love it. I love it. And, you know,
0: that's the one thing that I I enjoyed, that you've kind of created these two communities, both Mm -hmm. totally different. There's strife, not just between them, but also within the various street enclaves themselves. You know, they have these unique personalities, but it's almost like a one-upsmanship in that regard. And you kind of laid it out in book one, how different they were and, and how, you know, they all had their pluses and their minuses. And, you know, to some extent, more pluses than minuses, which I really like. That You know, you don't draw everybody as totally friggin' bad. You have, right. you have gradation in your characters, even in your, <laughs> your mean mommies have gradation in, you know, who they are and, and what they are. So explain to me your process. How do you, you know, how do you decide, okay, this is where I want to go with this. And also this is why I went with this in this particular book do a sort of a similar comparison between book one and book two
1: well for one thing the village of prim itself which is the title of the series is very important to me I should probably release a map at some point but I know all of the all of the little um, shops I know who owns them how they're connected who the legacy families are who the power brokers are, what everybody wants. I have story arcs for multiple characters that go across multiple books. At the moment, the series is right now just a two book series published by Lake Union Publishing. But in my office across town from my home, I have 30 poster boards across two walls that outline different stories for different books and different characters. Um, The village itself even has a story arc that is developing story by story. So. I have a whole world in my head and a lot to say. In the first book, I took a look at um, the village of Prim versus Southern Lakes. And it is in many ways um, has some undercurrents of the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Uh, The women in Prim uh, have the benefit of having a gilded school district but they're often in homes that are a little bit pricier than they should be with no storage and some other issues. And they'd probably have a bigger, more comfortable home for less money in Southern Lakes, but Southern Lakes doesn't have the Gilded School District. And I think that I play on the tension, especially for the women in the village of Prim that might be looking across the fence at Southern Lakes and almost a state of mind about motherhood and the pursuit of perfection. I want the women in Prim to wonder, would life be easier if I lived in Southern Lakes? Would life be easier if I relaxed a little bit, if I gave up this pursuit of perfection, if I didn't worry about having everything work according to plan, if I just relaxed would myself and my family be happier? There's also an allegory that plays out in the first story, in the first book, um, about a topiary peacock, a 25-foot tall um, peacock with a 40-foot tail span just filled with flowers and just a very, very vibrant, beloved topiary that the town is very obsessed with. And there's an allegory that plays out that um, asks the reader to, to look at the price of the pursuit of perfection and the toll that it can take on you and on your marriage and on your family and on the village at large. That was one of my favorite parts was like fantasia <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. like what are the odds that you know this is the crowning glory of the whole village this is the this is, this is what their their pride factor is based on this and then how it plays out in the whole yeah. <laughs> scheme of everything <laughs> and you know it's sort of like you know watch what you wish for
1: Yes, absolutely. Be careful. Things can quickly get out of hands. Things are not always as they seem. If you were to lift up the roof and look inside of all the houses, you'll find a lot of families are not running as smoothly as you might believe. Um, and topiaries are really important throughout the series because the village of Prim is a tourist town and kind of the quirky thing that they're known for is the topiary park. and part of that um, stems from my own curiosity about these quirky plants that we, you know, cut and shape and snip into all these different shapes and sizes and turn them into peacocks and into Disney characters and into all kinds of fanciful creations that they would typically never become if they were left to their own devices just out in the wild in a Village where um, the enclaves and the neighborhoods are really important. Landscaping is also important, so I wanted to capture um, topiaries, landscaping, and kind of the those elements that make up a village or make up a community. And I think you did a wonderful
0: job with that.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So Holly moves to the village of Prim in the first book, and a lot of the um, what plays out during that story has themes of being uh, welcoming and banishment and ways in which you move to a new town with with existing hierarchies and existing families and just kind of being an underdog fish out of water in a new environment where the stakes are really high. So that takes place during book one, but because book two is an aftermath and it takes place after the events of book one, in terms of questions of community, book two is asking the reader, what's worth fighting for? Um, something terrible has happened. They're facing economic devastation. And though I had this written and it was already in editing before COVID broke, there are some themes in the second book that are strangely very pertinent to today's times. There's there's risk of some businesses failing or families um, facing devastation. And the village comes together to try to save the village of Prim in book two. And so the village continues to evolve from book to book. And so you can watch the characters that you enjoy, but you can also watch the village unfold as you read these stories.
0: Julie, just personally, I am so invested in this series that I hope that you get to finish the whole legacy of, of this village.
1: Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. The journey of every book to reader is usually an interesting one, so we'll have to see what is coming in the future. I right now have two stories for book number three open on my computer, um, and so I'm working on two novels at the same time. One is a village Print novel, and the other is a standalone, and so we'll see which, which surfaces and what path they might take, but in my mind, I still have so much more to say. I want to spend some more time with the characters. I love Holly Banks. She's the main character. She is in the title of both books. The first book is Holly Banks, Full of Angst. And the second book is The Peculiar Fate of Holly Banks. And I really spent a lot of time trying to make her as relatable as possible. So I'm hoping that some readers are not just attached to the village, but also attached to Holly. And I know that Holly has so much more she wants to say.
0: I see Holly as the cipher of the village of Prim because she goes in there very wide-eyed, you know, very naive and she's making her way but she's doing it in such a way that you're going to make friends and enemies wherever you're at. <laughs> and she, she she's just so wonderful because she's all of us. She's
1: every woman. She's every mom. She's got a lot of heart. She tries really hard, but she can be a hot mess and things screw up and she is forever you know, trying her best. And she also feels really bad when she screws up. I, I want to put my arms around her and hug her and give her a, a, a warm embrace and say, you got this girl, you're gonna be okay. But I know myself, I often beat myself up when something goes wrong or when something, you know, something silly goes, goes wrong when you're a mom and you've got, I've got four kids and the stakes are really high. You want everything to go well for them, that you want them to have a happy childhood, pass the spelling test, get them to cross country practice on time. Don't forget your lunch. There's so many tiny little details that it's just so easy for things to go wrong. It's that often does almost on a daily basis. And so she is a champion for everybody trying really hard, trying their hardest. She's a less than perfect mom searching for mostly happy, in a pretty good life.
0: Well, you've, you've drawn her fabulously. And I know that once someone picks up the Village of Prim, any of the books first or second, they're going to immediately want to read all the books. And that's why, and that's why we write these books. I mean, I enjoyed my journey with Totlandia and I've enjoyed my standalones, but I have to tell you, you know, nothing brings, nothing sings to my heart more than a character who you can empathize with, that you see a little bit of yourself in, and that you want to keep on the journey with them. And you've developed a perfect character. Holly is that person. We want to be on her journey with her. The Peculiar Fate of Holly Banks is in Amazon now. You can also order it through your local bookstore. This is Josie Brown with Author Provocateur.